Hey everyone, welcome back to Untold Tales. I hope you had a lovely break. If you celebrate the holidays, I hope um, you had a good time or at least an okay time. I know that sometimes having to go back to your family can be very intense. Um, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I went these holidays to Spain with my mom to visit her side of the family. Um, and yeah, it was uh, quite something. <laughs> Lovely people, of course. Uh, I love them. But um, like a true Spanish family, they are quite, um, let's say, they have quite a strong character, very intense people. So yeah, <laughs> I hope um, if that was your case as well, that you're feeling better, more relaxed and that, yeah. It was, it was as good as it could have been for you. So, I know we are almost in February, but I still want to share with you, well, read with you some... Um, stories about other people going to see their families <laughs> during the holidays, some experiences. I've only read the first one. Um, it's quite intense, but yeah, I think maybe it can put some things into perspective. <laughs> And um, yeah, so it's just start over the first one i guess it's from this article called 11 holiday incidents that went down in family infamy and the first one is called we might need to stop asking the table what they're grateful for anyone who's ever had a traumatic thanksgiving experience knows this tradition is the first to go. My family learned this the hard way when I was a teenager. This guy's step-grandfather brings up his father's death every single Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. Think that's not bad enough? He always goes into great detail about how he walked into the kitchen to see his father's body on the floor with his head blown off. Um, trigger warning? In case your step-grandfather's father blew their head off. Anyways, not the best way to make the rest of the family hungry for a huge meal, that is for sure. So, wow. Um... I'm speechless. I was gonna try and like for every study add a bit of my own personal experience this holidays or in general, but no, um, I don't think 
I've had anything similar. Thank God. So the second story gives the solemn prayer ritual a new meaning. One person shared the year their great grandmother died at the table. <laughs> okay, noise. Um, right as the whole family was bowing their heads to pray in Thanksgiving, um, her health had been going downhill, so everyone assumed this would be her last Thanksgiving. But they didn't know how right they'd be. <laughs> her kids, their kids, and her kids' kids. Family she hadn't seen in years. About 20 people. All gathered around. With her pushed up in her recliner. Since she was devoutly religious, they thought to say a prayer before digging in. As we raised our heads and opened our eyes, we found great-grandma slumped over, tongue lolling out dead someone started compressions and another called an ambulance but the youngest cousin dug into her meal completely unaffected wow um yeah again my great grandma did not die at the table um that can be very i can imagine that being quite harsh um At least the youngest cousin didn't take it too harsh. I don't know, kids can be quite brutal. Um, yeah, I think one of the worst, like, the worst things I've ever had told to me were <clears throat> by young kids. Well, no, that's not true. But yeah, some of the worst things, um, I, these holidays on the first day that I arrived, um, my, my youngest cousin... <clears throat> she was saying that there was this girl that she plays with and she was saying that she was like very ugly she's like six or seven seven she was saying oh yeah she's so ugly i don't like her so of course me and my mom were like well i told her well you know not everyone is pretty and they can have <clears throat> other um qualities that are more important And <laughs> she looked at me and she went, oh, yeah, like you. I was like, well, yep, thank you. <laughs> yeah, she's, um, she's quite something, that little girl. Um, she also, well, I'm not going to start going over what the things she said, she said, but definitely... You can tell she's like the youngest of three. Her two older siblings are brothers. So yeah, she's um she's got a mouth of a fighter. <laughs> so let's go to the third story. Um grandma got run over by a martini. A woman, her mother, and her grandmother decided to try out a new restaurant where they don't have a reservation for their Thanksgiving meal. The woman is convinced it'll be fine and they might just have to wait a few minutes for a table. So they end up sitting at the bar while waiting for a table, having a few drinks and appetizers. 
And because it's holidays, everyone's enjoying martinis. After the second round, my mother looks over and my grandmother is leaning back in her chair, completely limp and unresponsive. I hope it's not another dead grandma. Um, causing everyone in the restaurant to freak out. Paramedics are cold and grandma is rushed to the ER. When mom calls from the ER, she tells the woman, don't worry, oh, okay. everything's okay, your grandmother just got drunk. Her blood test came back completely normal, except her BAC was three times that of the legal limit. The 90-year-old, about 4'8 and 100 pounds... Okay, I'm just gonna pretend I know how much that is in kilograms. Hadn't eaten anything all day because she knew they were having a big dinner. It also turned out she had ordered another martini when no one else was looking, so her second martini was in fact her third. This turned out into the perfect storm of really drunk grandma who called her family apologizing. I'm sorry, I ruined Thanksgiving. Honestly, if you're 90... I don't feel like you should apologize to get for getting drunk or ruining Thanksgiving. I think that like past 85, you've earned your right to like not have to attend to certain like, um, I don't know, conventions of formality or whatever. Okay, of course, it doesn't matter your age, you can't be a cunt. But she sounds like she was just trying to have a lovely time. I don't know. Imagine just during 90 years having to put up with the same people, which, again, might be lovely. But, like, I assume even the best people after after 90 years can get a bit um, too much. So, yeah, poor grandma. Just let her get drunk. Why shame her? I don't know. I feel like if I'm ever over 80, I'm just going to be drunk all the time. Like, I'm 20 and I'm so tired. <laughs> that sounded more like a cry for hope than it is. No, I'm fine. I'm doing great. Um, I am. I really am. But a lot of people are like say, oh, in 60 years or in 50 years, I'll do that. I'll do this. I can't wait to see my grandchildren or whatever. I'm like, 60 years? That just sounds exhausting, doesn't it? Wow. Anyways, tangent. R.I.P. Oven, fourth story. One kid thought it would be a funny prank to put a rubber chicken in the oven on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, I don't really feel like... Never mind. I was gonna proceed to insult the child, and I don't want that out there in the world. One day, who knows? I might have to work with children. Fuck. <laughs> Let's hope not <laughs> for the well-being of the kids. Um, but yeah, let's just skip over this one. I I don't really like kids, and it just sounds like a terrible idea to put something plastic in the oven i mean don't get me wrong i've done that as an adult but just because i don't know 
not on purpose definitely okay i've done that as an adult but not on purpose just seems like an extra step and also i don't celebrate thanksgiving so i think all of these are thanksgiving um yeah sound very like american stories um i want like a latin one like i would be like yeah i'm thinking about how would a latin story be or just like <laughs> i'm just thinking about la chancla or um, anyways let's move on i'll think of something Fifth story, legendary floor bird. This wasn't going to be any like any other Thanksgiving. No, this Thanksgiving would be special. The family invited some when when your parents or someone is like this holiday is going to be special. Like they are really putting a lot of of build up into it and effort. You know, you just know things are gonna go south. And, The family invited somewhere around 25 people. And to feed them, the mother bought a seriously large turkey. One turkey for 25 people? What the fuck? That, can you imagine the turkey? Like, turkeys are already pretty big. Too big, if you ask me. At, for 25 people? Fuck. Must be like a... Like an ostrich. I don't know, I don't like turkeys. Okay, they had slow cooking the turkey all day. Naturally, everyone was looking forward to this highlight. Fast forward, the turkey is out of the oven and is being carved. It looks and smells delicious. I feel like I can catch a faint whiff from where I'm sitting in front of my computer screen. While everyone is seated passing around mashed potatoes and talking about god knows what the mom is bringing the turkey from the kitchen into the dining room except she drops the turkey platter causing it to shatter turkey and porcelain shards litter the floor <laughs> thankfully the 25 people abide by the five second rule and most of the turkey was salvaged some guests touch shards. <laughs> of turkey platter on our plates but it wasn't a big deal this turkey now referred to in memory as the legendary floorbird oh this is a wholesome story well i don't know about the mom but if she's like more relaxed then i guess it's fine i remember it was years years ago i was quite young uh, my mom she always cooks whenever we have a, a family dinner in peru she made like everything this huge meals and she's an excellent cook oh, fuck i miss her food so much anyways and this went christmas i think it was christmas um christmas or new years she made i don't remember if it's cabrito like the baby of the goat or if it was chicken but anyways like 20 minutes before everyone arrived the like we tasted the the food and it tasted just like chlorine like chlorine like the thing in the pool it just smelled it just tasted like you know that smell when you go into a pool that is like very it has a lot of chlorine like 
those indoor pools where people actually, you know, not swim for pleasure, but like do serious shit in them. Okay. It tasted like that. It was not good. And I mean, of course, we were not going to eat that because it might have been dangerous. But on top of that, my mom is quite a perfectionist when it comes to cooking and like these family dinners. So I remember it being so intense. I remember my mom crying. She was desperate. It was, yeah, it was quite intense. And she managed to salvage it anyways. I don't quite remember what she did. Not to it, that that we had to throw away. But um, she cooked something else or we had like a backup. I don't remember. But I do remember that one event clearly because I was terrified of well not terrified but I was like quite impressed by my mom's my mom's reaction to it yeah she was not a chill mom (laughs) in that moment and I cannot imagine what would happen if she dropped like a platter of food in the day of the holidays especially because um my stepfather's family they are the ones we always celebrate with Christmas and everything. <clears throat> They're, um, especially my stepfather, they're quite peaky. So if it touches the floor, there is no way it's touching them. So it would have been a pretty disastrous um, dinner in my family's case. But that's okay. Anyways, who eats turkey? Like, it doesn't taste like anything. That's, well, in Peru, we eat a lot of turkey. That's not true. For Christmas, it's, like, the one thing, but I don't like it. And again, turkeys, they are creepy. They are, like, huge, and they get very attached to people. There's, like, a weird thing. I remember one time I went on a trip with my aunt and my mom, and there was, like, this turkey, and... It just started following around my aunt and like, I don't know, doing weird things. I don't know, masturbating, but it was definitely like trying to court my aunt and just like following her around. It would wait like outside the hotel, like the hotel room. Yeah, it was it was creepy. Okay, Thanksgiving prayer. Sixth story. Here's another tradition my family did away when with away with when they realized how reliably unpredictable their kids were. One child was asked to say the Thanksgiving prayer one year, a big honor in a family notorious for fighting. So I said my little prayer, all nice and cute, then interjected a little personal wish. God, please let my family act normal today and not fight. Their German grandmother slapped them across the face really hard. What the fuck? Before they could blink an eye, which pissed the mother off. Yeah, of course. What's wrong with that grandmother? Jesus Christ. She would not have it at my family's dinner um like the kids i don't want to say they're savages because you know they were raised well but it's like an inner nature in them (laughs) i love them by the way they're great but um yeah they are 
quite something. Again, especially the two youngest ones, the two youngest girls. It's like they have, I don't know, a knife instead of a tongue. And they just know when to like, what to say and when to say it, despite they're seven. So in the middle of the Christmas dinner, like my my two grandfather grandparents they fight a lot and i remember these one time like um these last holidays we were sitting all at the table and one of them when my grandfather was pouring wine she said yes yes get them all drunk before you start fighting so they don't remember yeah she meant like everyone else it was it was it was great yes don't interrupt the adults story seven and just by the way the picture here is of a person set on fire is it a person set on fire oh no it's a person with a oh okay <laughs> with a with a sartén you know like it's like a pot but it's flat and you like fry things in it sometimes a pan I want to say it's a pet. Let's say it's a sartén. He has a sartén. He's not on fire. Everything's all right. Okay. Don't interrupt the adults. Oh, the good old kids' table days. When the child was six or seven, their mom's candles caught the kitchen curtains and some decorative greenery on fire. Since the kids were at the kids' table in the kitchen, none of the adults noticed anything except me. And because the mother had threatened us with pain of death, if we annoyed the adults during dinner, this kid decided mom's the word. I quietly walked to the dining room and stood silent for, silently for a minute or two until someone noticed me, and only then did they reveal with almost politeness, sorry, but the kitchen is on fire. I mean, I feel like that's mostly the adult's fault. If what's the point of having children if then you just like don't want to have anything to do with them? Don't and don't interrupt the adults table. What what are they? Are they the mafia? It's like I don't like I, I also had the, the kids table. It was way more fun than the adults one. But it was okay if you went and like heard the conversation of the adults or like interrupted. I mean, sometimes they would be talking about things that you didn't understand, and like years later you would be like, "Oh yeah, that uncle, he's a fucking cunt." But you know, they wouldn't tell you to like fucking disappear or something. That's just rude. The fun uncle. Story number eight. Oh no. Was it about prim and proper? F what is it about prim and proper families that filled the rest of us with an undying urge to act as goofy and ridiculous as possible? Yes. One guy was taking his newborn son to his first Thanksgiving with, you guessed it, his very formal family. During dinner, his quote unquote adopted brother takes my two-week-old son to check his diaper during dinner when he comes back 
diaper in hand, he says, something doesn't look right and proceeds to smell it. According to him, something is very wrong. <laughs> so he tasted it. Everyone is understandably freaking out until he reveals he'd feel a clean diaper with pumpkin pie filling. Wow. I mean, I know it's not quite the same, but I do think some parents just cross like a line with their babies. I remember an, an aunt of mine, she would like be eating a banana and then the other, like she would give like a piece of the, like from the same banana, she would just like stick it up in the, in the child's mouth. And of course the child would like sort of like bite it, but it didn't have gums or I don't know it's just like it was all gooey and disgusting and then the mom would keep eating it oh even my mom said she would have never fucking done that like that was just nasty I mean the whole diaper thing by itself I think it's a stretch like I don't know if a stretch is the word for it because you kind of have to do it but um I don't know I guess if it's your passion Just a casual game of dress up. Story 10. Yes, I just um, skipped story 9 because it's about an oven fail and I cannot be bothered. <laughs> um, okay, just a casual game of dress up. Story 10. The kids were playing hide and seek while Thanksgiving was being prepared. One kid hid in the way, in the, hid away, hid way? Hid away in the back of grandma's closet and found a quote-unquote beautiful deep red robe which they assumed belonged to my grandfather who died just before I was born just after I was born the kid tried on the robe which which was predictably huge but the silk felt really smooth and cool so I decided to go ask my grandma if I could have it to grow into what they didn't realize was the significance of the robe. Turns out, Grandpa was in the KKK. And this was his ceremonial robe. The family members who didn't know this was about their grandpa were highly upset. And the ones who did were embarrassed as hell. Wow. Well... I guess we can guess the demographic of that family. I know I definitely don't have anything to share about anything similar. Um, story 11. The holidays aren't a great time to test out your first batch of edibles. And I think I'm going to close with this one. Oh, right. There are 11 stories. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Every seasoned stoner knows weed makes Thanksgiving much more enjoyable, but only if it's not your first time and only if you remember the cardinal rule of edibles. You can always eat more, but you can never eat less. One person got a weed brownie at 16 to try before Thanksgiving so I would have a nice high and all this good food to eat. 
The dealer said it was strong batch and urged them to only eat half. It's a classic setup. They ate the half and after 15 minutes of not feeling anything, decided to eat the other half too. Oh oh. Famous last words. By the time dinner came by, I was very stoned, like uncomfortably stoned. Too stoned to make eye contact with anyone at the table, stoned. I just awkwardly stared at my food and gave one word answers when my family tried to talk to me. It made Thanksgiving dinner uncomfortable for just about everyone. After a few more painful moments, the brownie eater decided they could not take it anymore, so I just picked up my plate and went downstairs to my room. This devolved into having to give mom the honest explanation, asking if she could just leave me alone because I was too high to deal with things. In typical mom fashion, she played it off as cool for a while until the kid came down for dessert and got publicly yelled at for ruining Thanksgiving dinner. What? Typical mom fashion, she played it off as cool for a while? If I told my mom I had to leave the table dinner because I'm too high, she would put me in the oven and serve me as a main curse. Curse? Course. Yes, course. Jesus Christ. I, I, no. Mm-mm. No, just thinking about it terrifies me. Like, my mom knows I've tried weed. Um, I don't like it. I've barely done it. I don't know if she's going to be hearing this. <laughs> um, but I will say that I had a very bad experience. I've had a couple of two experiences very bad and I was like okay definitely not for me um one of them it was quite bad because I was with um with someone I'm not gonna give them away and we went to a supermarket in Peru and I stared at the raw meat for like 15 minutes I thought like it was some gruesome shit in my mind it was horrifying and then when we were trying to leave like my friend found me he held my hand he was like it's gonna be okay and then when we were like heading to the exit i swear for my fucking life i saw eddie murphy (laughs) and i i mean i was very high so maybe it wasn't right but the thing here the trick is that my friend saw him too and we made eye contact with Eddie Murphy or like an Eddie Murphy doppelganger because I don't know what he would have been doing in Peru by that time. It's a lovely place. Maybe Eddie Murphy was there. I don't know. Anyways, it was uncomfortable and I swear he looked into my eyes and I was like, Eddie Murphy knows I'm high. Yeah. So it was bad. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just, the whole time I was like, oh, I need to call my mom. I need to tell her the truth. She needs to know I'm a failure. Yeah, in Peru, it's not legal weed. And, and my parents, they have like a very, um, I guess, conservative view on it. So, yeah, that was like, yeah, it's definitely not for me. I'll just stick to alcohol. Um... Yeah, that's right. Actually, that's the last story. Um, I fi- I hope you find a bit of solace in other people's 
disasters. Holiday dinners. I'm trying to say it right because actually I tried recording this one time before. Well, actually two, but the first time I had to stop and record again because I more or less opened saying something along the lines of let's find solace in other people's tragedies. And it did not sound well at all. Like, especially because some of the stories I'm going to cover here that I've covered, they are like quite intense. So I, I meant it more like, you know, um, funny stories. Even the dirt grandma, like I'm sure the person who wrote it does not think it's that serious. Otherwise, they wouldn't have shared it next to a pot story. I could just keep going, but today is going to be a shorter episode. It's just a sort of well, welcome back, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. And I hope you have a lovely day. You'll do as good as you can do. And yeah, thanks for joining me. And until next time.